So as I've been journeying, um, I've been thinking of all these encounters. I shared a number of them with you last week of uh, last year, Jacob and the ladder and, um, you know, a couple of others. And I've, I've just been, yeah, roaming around the Old Testament, if I can put it like that. But I just want to focus in again on this Exodus story of Moses, the burning bush. We'll maybe get into it more in the weeks ahead, but, but simply... The thing that's been sitting with me so much is that just the God who is present, the God who is here, the God who is faithful to his people through the centuries and the generations. And that just, you know, as we listen to these, these critical stories in the Old Testament, Abraham and his encounters with God, the, the covenant that Abraham had, um, Jacob and Isaac and now Moses, it's like God repeats himself again and again. And he says, I'm the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, and I will be with you. And I think that's just a powerful promise that all of us need to hear again. So there's much that I can read out of Exodus chapter 3. Um, but just a few verses, and I'll, I'll paraphrase some of them. But in chapter 11 um, of 3, we know the story where you know Moses is out in the wilderness. He's tending sheep, um, and he sees this bush. This bush is on fire, and he goes over to the bush because it's not burning out, and he has this conversation with the Lord. And in verse 11, um, Moses says to God, he says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And if you read the verses before that, it's just so funny because I was, I was sitting reflecting on this passage because God says, and, and again, maybe I'll go there next week, but God says to Moses, he says, I've seen the oppression, the injustice that is happening to my people in Egypt. And then he says, I've heard their cries. And then the NIV says, and I wanted to dig around, and the NIV says, I'm concerned for them. And it's like, God sees, and he hears, and he feels. And he says, so I have come to deliver them. And this is the thing that I thought is so humorous. It's just such a, such a God thing that I think so many of us have experienced. I mean, God says to Moses, so I have come down to deliver my people from Egypt. And then he says, and now I'm sending you. I mean, can you imagine Moses going, no, excuse me? No, no, you've just told me that you are going to sort this problem out. You've just said, here I am, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I'm going to come and deliver my people. So off you go. I mean, that's like, you know, in the midst of what we're facing in this world, in the midst of Sparrow and our lives and that, I mean, we're praying, you know, whether it's for the Ukraine or whatever, we're like, God, oh God, oh God, sort the situation out. He's like, I'm here. So I'm sending you. And then all of a sudden, 
<laughs> like, well, I can't speak properly, and I don't, you know, and it's like all these things. So that is just, yeah, um, and we can end with that perhaps in a way, or get into it more, but God says in verse 12, I will be with you. This refrain that when you read through the Bible, when you read all the different narratives, it comes up. God says this thing of, um, I'm the God of your fathers. I'm the God of your fathers. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And to the Jews, what they hear is that, wow, you did stuff with them. Stuff happened. You were faithful. You delivered. You led. You provided. You did all kinds of things. We know the stories of Abraham. We know the stories of Isaac. We know the stories of, of Jacob. And then we kind of like, but who am I? Like, you know, it's like God does all these amazing things with other people. But like, you know, so what? And then God says, but I'll be with you. And as, as we break bread today, that's, I think, where we must land, is he wants to be with us. I definitely think he should be with this politician or this minister, and then he should just sort stuff out so I can live in peace. You know, Definitely. You know, and, and, and that's the way we pray. And God says, oh, 100%, the world is a mess. But I want to be with you. And then, just this amazing story. Um, I shared on this, I was looking back at the end of November, and Moses is like, well, I'm not going, um, you know, don't send me, and... You know, if I go, who, who will I say is sending them because of all the names? And names are important. I'm going to go to Pharaoh. I'm going to go to the Israelites and say, God has sent me. And they're like, well, you know, what's his name? What name is on his lips? And again, this is what I taught him. I could keep teaching on this. It's, very, it's, it's incredibly technical and very simple. I think. It's how confused I am. But the, the Hebrew has this way of like reverberating because God says to Moses, I am who I am. And the technical part of that is, is that they don't, scholars don't know if it's present or future or if it's both or whatever. And because God doesn't answer, Moses says, give me a name. Elohim, Ra, Pharaoh, give us a name, Eskim, something. And he goes, I'm me. I am who I am. Or, what scholars are saying, or I will be who I'll be. A lot of, the, the latest scholarship on this thing is, is saying that they're moving to, it's, it's almost, they're tending towards the future tense. I will be who I will be. And then he's like, so tell them, and then, Asher, 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 
pronouncing that slightly incorrectly, then simplifies to Ahye, I am. He goes, I, I, I will be who I will be, or just I will be. And then the, the sacred name that God eventually gives Moses, where we see in English it says, the Lord. So in English it goes, I am who I am, I am, and then the Lord. It's like a complete mess up. Because the Lord there is literally the Hebrew name Yahweh. And it's, it's the four capital letters Yahweh. And it, it almost sounds like I am. And it becomes the name that the Jews won't write down. They won't pronounce it in its entirety. So where we say Jehovah, in the Hebrew, they won't even say that or write that in its entirety. They will just use the abbreviation of the, the four capital letters, Yahweh. And in our English Bibles, the whole way through the Old Testament, it's the Lord. And all those, you'll see the Lord in capitals. And if you go to the beginning of the NIV, you can read 10 pages of introduction to the NIV, and they say, that's, that's what it is. But it's this play on words. So in the Hebrew, it sounds, it's, it's like it echoes and echoes. I will be who I'll be. I will be. And now I'm Yahweh. And there are two profound points out of that. God does not give us a name like all the religions of the Near East that we can use like turn the lights on at the back. And I preached on this last year and I won't get into it too much today. He doesn't give us a magic trinket. What he gives us is a promise of his presence. Who are you? What is your name? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm who I've always been. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and now I'm going to be with you. So who, what does this name mean? Well, let's go. And I will be who I will be. That's why I like, kind of like this present and future. So what are you going to do for me this week, God? Well, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? <laughs> and it just means we're going to walk together. And what I've promised is to be with you. And when I'm with you, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. So, I mean, it's, 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 do you hear? It's so confusing. It's so not what we want. But it's still incredibly profound. As we walk and journey with him, he will be God. He won't be what you want him to be. He's, I think I'm a bit like God. Stubborn. 
<laughs> complete wrong way of saying <laughs> God won't be manipulated. God will be who he's going to be. But he'll be with us. And in actual fact, isn't that exactly what we need? You think of these things of, I mean, I always think of where, you know, at least when God said to the disciples, and then, when you go, you'll know what to say. You know, those, those things of, like, so you think of meetings, and, you know, I want to pray, Lord, I've got an important meeting. I'm seeing someone. Would you tell me, like, write down what I need to say to this person? You know, maybe that's why you were journaling, Jackie. Just write, like, you know. And then God goes, like, well, when you get there, I'm going to be with you. And I'll be who I am. And you'll know what to say. Not very assuring. And yet, it's a profound, profound promise. So I wanted to share this morning, I wanted to go into um, talking about this non-anxious presence, which we'll leave this morning. I'm going to just sit on that. But it's quite interesting because as I've been thinking about this, um, Ansi said that last week. The thing that sticks with her about this thing of this God, Yahweh, is that he's present. And all these practices and that that she's sort of sharing with us um, are because he's present and we need to be present to him. I need to learn to be present to him. I get so distracted. It is amazing after 45 years, that's a bit more, maybe it's 55, um, I get so easily distracted. I so easily take all those names that have been shared the whole week. You know, pick them out off the news and out of conversations and everything like that and share that. And all it does is it, it, it just it's like scatters me. And yet, God says, I'm with you. Live in the past and not to keep living in the future. But to say, what does God want to do now? Here. I'm here. And he's here with us. And in every situation where we find ourselves, you know, you think, I just want to get out of here. I just want today to finish. I just want to get into tomorrow. I just want to get into the weekend. This will all be over. And God says, but I'm here now. I am. I'm Yahweh. I'm, I'm here now. And the promise that wherever we go, 
He will go with us. And that is on the basis of the covenant that he broke with us at the cross. It's on the basis of all these other covenants, but it culminates at Easter, where we take this bread, this cup, and we say, your body was broken up. You broke open this covenant. Your blood was shed. And I say, yes. I need to follow you. I need to, I need to be with you. And trust for your faithful presence, like you did with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, David. Because then it just goes on. You know. And you were with them. I want to be with you. And so as I take your body, and as I drink this cup, your blood, it is a commitment that my life is yours. And I, I want to follow you. And then again, it's complicated because then, you know, I go places and then he follows me. And couldn't then, he, then I don't want to go places. And he says, well, you're going. But I'll go with you. And then I, I'll go, but I'll go tomorrow. You know, or, and <laughs> you see, we'll stop there. I become my own worst enemy. He goes, you know what, Wayne? I'm here now. Let's do this. So, Lord, we just, we take the bread and the cup and we say, you created this covenant of faithfulness. This is a, this is a celebration of your faithful presence. And if we will drink this cup, and share in your body, we can know that faithful presence in our lives. And so we invite you into each of our lives, every home, our minds, our hearts, our, where we sleep, where we work. Lord, our relationships, our struggles, come, Lord Jesus.